guys, gals, and non-binary pals. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Late Night Cafecito with Michelle. The podcast that brings you the interesting world of the paranormal, serial killers, and true crime straight to your ears. So buckle up, relax, and grab your cafecito and enjoy today's episode. It's an episode to die for. Get it? Because today's episode is about Robert Hansen, aka Butch Baker. Before I get started with the story, I want to apologize for changing the days where I was going to upload this episode. Quite frankly, I got all wrapped up with the holidays, and I hope that you guys had an amazing Christmas, Hanukkah, or Kwanzaa, and an amazing start to the year. Also, my apologies if I sound a little bit congested. I'm pretty sick right now, but I'm trying my best to upload this episode. Nonetheless, let's get right into today's topic. Robert Christian Hansen was born on February 15, 1939 in Estherville, Iowa, and was the son of Christian and Edna Hansen. Robert's father was a Danish immigrant that owned a bakery. Throughout his childhood, Robert's parents were extremely strict with him and forced him to work insane hours at the bakery that they owned. He had a domineering relationship with his father, causing him to be extremely quiet and a loner at school. Another reason as to why he was considered a loner at school throughout his teen years was because he had severe acne, was a scrawny young man, and had a stutter. Honestly, back at that time, if you look at it, at his teen years were around like the late 40s, early 50s. There was a lot of bullying going around, especially with the greasers and the jocks and all that. So, one can understand the bullying that he went through. This causes him to be rejected by females and be bullied by guys at his school. Robert was a left-handed person but was forced to use his right hand, causing him the stress of using his right hand and a problem to his stuttering. This meaning that throughout his school life and his parents, they were forcing him to use his right hand instead of his left hand. And like he was so stressed out about using his um, right hand so much that um, his stutter just got worse as the years went by. He started finding comfort in solitude and in plotting against the girls who had rejected him. During this time, he had also started getting an interest into hunting and archery, which in fact did help him in the future of his crimes. So as we see here, we're off to a pretty bad start with how Hansen's life turned out to be or was at the time. In 1957, Robert decided to enlist in the U.S. Army Reserves in order to get rid, or to get rid of, and I quote, the pathetic person he had been in his youth and make something of himself. As we could see here, Robert had extremely low self-esteem, which caused him to have insane ideas and insane thoughts of what he was and what his life was and everything around him. And honestly, he did keep that promise for quite some time. But just after a year of serving in the military, he left and became an assistant drill instructor at the police academy in Pocahontas, Iowa. Quite shortly after getting his job, he got married in the summer of 1960. That same year in December, Hansen would go out and commit his first crime. On December 7, 1960, Hansen had forced a 16-year-old girl to work at the bakery his family owned and made her help him burn down a Pocahontas County Board of Education school bus garage. After this crime, quote-unquote, they, most likely the girl, 
went down to the police station to report the crime. Hansen was then sentenced to three years in prison, but only served 20 months. It is not known if the 16-year-old got a sentence or just a warning. Nonetheless, Hansen's wife at the time divorced him after only being married to him for six months. After he served his short sentence, Hansen was put on parole and assessed as having infantile personality, meaning that he had an obsession about getting even with people. As we see here, and in like um, earlier in his childhood, we saw that um, Hansen had a pretty bad self-esteem. So him getting even with people was how he thought it was going to be better for him in his life and to help his house, um, his self-esteem get higher. But we could see that it really did not help him with anything because his self-esteem was actually still pretty low, especially after getting divorced to his first wife and going to jail for 20 months. It, Hansen was just a really screwed up man. A few months after Hansen remarried and restarted doing, um, doing petty crimes once more and only for the thrill of it as he used to say, once again, like I said, Hansen was a pretty screwed up man that was not right in his head. But then again, what serial killer isn't? He did get caught several times stealing, but no charges were ever laid on him. That's until 1967, when Hansen decided that he had finally had enough and needed a change. So he decided to move to Anchorage, Alaska with his wife and two kids. When he moved there, he even decided to open up a small bakery which is really ironic since he didn't like working at the bakery with his parents because they made him work insane hours and forced him to use his right hand instead of his left hand. While being in Alaska, Hansen had gotten a pilot's license and even purchased a small plane with the excuse that it was for, and I quote, hunting in the Alaskan bush. In the early 70s, exotic clubs started to become a thing in Anchorage and there were women there who would who would prostitute themselves, which made them an easy target to Hansen. In 1977, Hansen had stolen a chainsaw and was sentenced to five years due to psychiatrists claiming that he was a danger to society, but he only served a year out of that sentence. During this time in jail, he was ordered to stay on lithium program to control his mood swings since he was diagnosed with bipolar affective disorder, but it wasn't really enforced during or after his time in prison meaning that his bipolarness that he was detected with and other mental illnesses that he might have had weren't treated and went undetected which made his thoughts go all over the place so it wasn't really a good mixture and anything really after Hansen didn't um, quote unquote commit any crimes that's until June 13th 1983 when Cindy Paulson a sex worker was picked up half-naked, handcuffed, and crying by the Anchorage police on the highway. Then Cindy was taken to the police station to be interrogated. She claimed that she had been picked up by, and I quote, a wiry and scuffy man who was soliciting sex. After she had gotten into his car, she was handcuffed to the car and threatened with a revolver gun. This man took Cindy to his house where he proceeded to chain her from the ceiling of his den and tortured and raped her repeatedly. Then the man took Cindy to a small local airport where she managed to escape while the man loaded his bush plane. The police took Cindy to the airport to see if she could recognize the man's plane, 
when she was when she saw her perpetrators plane at the police a policeman wrote down the plate number to track down the owner when the police arrived to hansen's house they did they said that it matched perfectly with the description cindy had given him earlier of course hansen told the police that everything cindy was saying was a setup since he didn't want to pay her for her extortion demands for having sex with her even and he even told the police that the about an alibi he had with a friend and was released yet the police weren't satisfied with the case of a woman who was found in the cabin in the valley who was handcuffed as well so they started to do investigations in the area and 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 over the course of a few months they found several bodies of women who were never identified throughout the investigation they came to the conclusion that a serial killer was a hunter with low self-esteem and had been rejected by women before hansen throughout the investigation was going on he was a suspect but he was always released from the investigation until all the clues pointed that he was murder of all those women the state troopers and fbi agents got a warrant to search hansen's home while searching up his house they found jewelry jewelry from the missing women a rifle that matched the bullet the bullet castings found at the murder scenes and a map of the alaskan bush with x's marked all over the map these items were all found in the headboard of his bed hidden so imagine being married to your husband who you think is the love of your life and you have two children with and you discover that he had all of these stuff hidden in your headboard where you sleep with him every single night that's completely insane but as we know like hansen was not right in the head so like i i don't know and i can't describe the thoughts that might have gone through his wife like thoughts and like through his children or if they were still there at the time that all of this was happening but one might like say that she might have divorced him or left him after she found out all of this continuing during the interrogation the assistant direct district attorney robert rothschild oh sorry my bad it's not robert it's frank rothschild explained to the to hansen the plan that they had to continue their investigation the plan was to wait till spring till the springtime would roll around go with tracking dogs to every place hansen had marked hansen had marked with an x in his map and search for the bodies and bullet castings that matched the the rifle that he owned rothschild says that the moment hansen heard their plan that his face turned bright red and the hair on the back of his neck stood up rothschild then said and i quote and that was when he changed to my eye from bob the baker to bob the serial killer Soon, Hansen confessed to murdering 17 women in exchange of an easier time during the criminal process. Since Alaska doesn't have the death penalty, Hansen requested to be imprisoned out of state to lessen the chance of running into people that knew him or his victims that had managed to escape. And he also requested for his case to be kept out of the major media outlets. Rothschild agreed to his request and Hansen was sentenced to life plus a 461-year um, sentence in prison in Lewisburg, Pennsylvania. Robert Butch Baker Hansen peacefully passed away on August 21st, 2014 at the age of 75. It's really insane. The story is crazy. It's extremely short because obviously 
um hansen did not want the media to know all about this so there's really little to no um information in this but it's so interesting how he would literally hunt down the women that he would kill he would um torture them and rape them in his house and then take them in to to the plane go on the plane with them push them down the plane into the woods and then from there hunt them down and shoot them that is insane like what what my my thoughts are like what were going on through Hansen's mind to do all of this and be so strategic about it and then murdering 17 women it is said in other medias that he might have murdered 21 but it is unsure of the un, through the numbers since many of the women were not even found they were just reported as missing so there's still like a little um thankful that um the women might have been um killed by robert hansen but i don't know this is this is a very crazy story and it's so short and i apologize for that but it's a very interesting case honestly anyways i hope y'all enjoyed today's episode and once again i apologize for all the delays on the in this new episode but there will be more interesting cases and story to come in future episodes also i want to thank everyone who listens and supports this podcast it truly means so much to me especially since this is a beginning podcast with no sponsorships so it's been kind of tough to manage it out especially since i'm on a college budget Anyways, if you guys are interested in any topics, please send them over to me through the podcast Instagram, which is at Late Night Cafecito with Michelle, or to my personal Instagram, which is at Sorry I'm Michelle. Both links will be available in the episode's description. Hope you enjoyed your cafecito. I will see you next episode. Good night.